Hello again, folks, and welcome back to Triple Hop Session Series. I'm Charlie. You can catch me on Instagram at charlieailing1 and at craftkangang. I'm Ryan. You can find me on Instagram under the beer to beer book. So this is a bit of a bit of a bonus episode, a bit like a random show. Ryan and I are uh, recording a couple of episodes today, and we thought it would just be good to have a general catch up. You know, put the world to rights virtually. You know, share, sharing a virtual beer and having a discussion about. A few things, you know, who we think's had a good year, who we're really excited about, and you know, who we'd like to see a see a comeback from. But before we do that, what are you drinking, Ryan? Um, so on the previous episode, people have known that quite a few deliveries come through the door. Luckily, <laughs> one of them was called. Um, and I, I'm drinking the Vale too far out of sight. Um, 8.5 double IPA, 50% Citra, 50% Nelson, my two favourite hops. Uh, yeah, it tastes good. It doesn't I tend to have like the cannon dirt, I don't think, on it. Oh, yeah, 1st of first of November. So, That's pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, so it's two weeks old. Uh, 18 like, days from Richmond to your front room. Yeah, 1st of November, it was canned on. Um, yeah, solid i mean i think a few people pick this up and will probably will probably receiving it today as well so by the time they've actually this goes live we'll have drank it or we'll still have it in the fridge but yeah i mean fair play to cloud water bringing over like another top us brewery so but yeah this, i've only drunk two mouthfuls of it but yeah it's it's a solid one so far i think they're really consistent yeah i do i love the they're side, great all-rounders yeah all round. they're just like the sour game's good and the, the haze game's good. The bottles, stout game. Yeah, and the stout Epic. game, all good. Yeah, all good. I don't know, I just think, yeah, I love the veil. They're just, just like badass brewery as well, aren't they? Like, recycle or die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> well, about so yourself, man? Yeah, I'm also on a US beer today. I'm on a beer called Liquid by Parrish, which is a DDH All Nelson dipper. Coming in at, I believe, 8.5%. Oh, no, standard eight, keeping it light. But yeah, <laughs> big, big wine grape vibe on this one. A little bit of gooseberry. Not not kind of diesel-y like a lot of, like, well, I normally get that off Nelson. I don't know whether I'm just, like, uniquely sensitive to it. But, yeah, mm. this is lovely. Real light drinking for the ABV. Yeah, buffers on the big hit, is it? Quarter past three on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After <laughs> recording our last episode, where I finished off a fourteen point something percent stout, <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's looking like an early night. The weekend, Doesn't yeah, that's enough. true. Very true. So, so let's let's just go on. Oh, we've all discussed before then. So, like, let's just go straight into the opening bit. Like, yeah. solid year. Like UK brewery this year. Like, who you've enjoyed and like who do you think's had a solid year for what they've done. Okay, I'm going to get it out of the way early, and you know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say here. Vern had an absolutely astonishing year. Yeah, I agree. They, they had some sure. they had some snags early on, I think, while they were bedding into their new facility, but yeah. they've really hit their stride now. And, you know, with things like that recent rebrew of Swifts and Swallows. Yeah, I mean, I, I drank that on the last episode, and... Um... It's my last can. It tasted better than ever. I mean, like I always, I always find that Verdant's are better after a few. I think it was four weeks old, and it was the best tasting one. I always find that with Verdant dippers. I think after four to six weeks, I think they just taste better than what they do a week old. So, so that 
that's basically what the um, what Head Brewer said about putty. He said a, a, someone gave it a review that was less than complimentary, and I think they tagged him in it. And he said, for what it's you know for what it's worth, I really like putty after about four to six weeks in can. And I think you're right. Verdant does taste really good in that time frame. It's so much better. I mean, the one that they did with Other Half, the, um, I know they just recently re-released it, but the, I can't remember the name. There was no why. There was no why, yeah. And I, I bought six cans of that on the first release, and I had one about six weeks later. And yeah, it was brilliant. But yeah, I think like, I think last year was a little bit weird, I think because of like maybe COVID, a lot of money got pushed into different breweries, so a lot of breweries kind of kind of fluctuated on Instagram a lot. I think yeah. That's quite a good way to see how it all works. Um, and then obviously this year, it, people spending the money on what they want and looking at quality and Verdant, yeah, I agree. They've stood out. Everything that I've had from this year have been top. They've also done an amazing job with broadening their locations this year. Yeah. I think that's been a massive thing for them. Re- reopening the seafood bar post-peak of the pandemic was was ace it's my favorite place in the world massive shout out to cal the uh current manager and, and barman there makes it a really great experience but they've also opened a place in Newquay now called the sink oh, which cool. is run by a lovely guy called matt wareham matt if you're listening i need to pop in it's probably the only reason ever to go to Newquay. and they've got a joint tap room in bristol now with newtown park as well Okay, yeah. So, seen, yeah, yeah they're, they're really broadening the net. And obviously, they've got the experiment with pressure drop. So, it's nice to see them getting a wider audience, I suppose. Put you on the spot. Go on. Just get the ultimate Verdant fanboy. Yeah. So take Verdant out of the equation. Do you have someone else who you'd fear a solid year? And obviously, R- don't steal mine. Rivington. That's a great shout. Yeah, Rivington. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, like we we've kind of had this discussion that never known fog like it is the steady rolling man killer. Like that's the best. Oh yeah, pale in, it's the best pale in the UK. Steady rolling man is a good beer. Never known fog like it makes absolute shit of it. I'm sorry, it does. I think what it is is people have always said for years, but steady like steady is the benchmark. And I think back in two three years ago, then yeah, like that was. I mean, the recipe doesn't change. It's like when people get Julius now from Treehouse, if mm. they've never had it a few years ago, they have it yeah. and they kind of go, oh, is that it? And it's like, yeah, but it's the same recipe. You've got to understand that this was three years ago, four or five years ago. This beer was... It, contextually, it's brilliant. Yeah. But like Steady was the benchmark. And then I remember having that first can of Never Known Fog, fog not Fog. And um, it's just, you know, it, it pours like an 8%, 9% beer, but yeah, it's... Like five point two percent. Yeah, five two. So it, yeah, it for that for, for me, sorry, that and Mary Lou are in joint top spot for best UK pale. You've got to drop the version in the you again. I have, yeah, of course I have. <laughs> but honestly, fog, I buy it every time it comes out. Multiple cans. They come in five hundred mil cans as well, which normally I'm I tend to aim for smaller format. Just because I like to, in a session, I like to drink a variety of things. But I am more than happy that that comes in 500s. If that came in yeah. litres, I'd buy them. Yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, I want to make my way there next year. That's one of the places that I want to go to, taproom-wise. I think it's in, like, a brilliant space. 
and like in camp as well. So I'd like to hear so from from I don't know where you could camp this year. I feel like postponed because of COVID, but I'll be open next year and looks a really good space to go to. Um, you know, if we look at the other things they've released this year as well. So when did they release Evil Dead 2 first? Was that this time last year? Yeah, and I think like this was the one of the beers. I put this in my top nine. I mean, we discussed this a couple of weeks yeah. ago and I was, people were going mad for it. And I went mad for it last year. And I think it was because Rivington was a new brewery and people kind of were just kind of waded into... I don't, well, they weren't new, but they were new on this kind of scene, putting the beers into cans. Um, and I remember having Evil Dead 2 last year and just being, like, blown away from it. Like, totally blown away. Like, it's just, it was unique, like, which is quite new in the game now. I feel like it's, you know, it's quite difficult and the kind of hazy beers to have something now that actually takes your breath away and kind of, you kind of go, wow. But Evil Dead 2 was just different. I mean, sometimes you drink quite a few hazes in a night and they all become the same beer like mm. you do at festivals. And I think this is what happened this particular night. And I had Evil Dead 2, maybe two or three beers in, and I was just kind of like, what? It genuinely like, stood out. Yeah, it stood out, and it was so good. I didn't even get around to getting it this year. Um, I know, it, I think it was quite a small batch release anyway, but around the world. But yeah, that was a really good. But yeah, Rivington's a really good shout, and- like for a solid year. Yeah, Blood Machines was another incredible dipper from them. Yeah, and I had that just bought a Cadillac yesterday, All which right, actually yeah. links to the other brewery I was going to mention in had a solid year because I think it was a collab with them. It's Overtone. Yeah, well, this this is like who I would have gone with. I mean, I have two for this, and I think like they just go on there. Overtone, um, they've come out probably back end of last year. We did a podcast with them, like yeah. Kayla. Um, and yeah, I think they've been, they've just done everything. They've doing releases every week, always stepping up. I mean, I would like to see them do some barrel stuff in bottles probably the next yeah. year. That's what I'd love to see. Um, they probably released the best tipper I've had this year. Um, the Which Emerald. one was that? Oh, uh, yeah. I can't remember yeah, the full yeah. name of it. But yeah, I had, I had that like two weeks ago. Mm, probably the best, yeah, probably the best tipper. Along with the, they brought out, Pearl Clouds as well, which was phenomenal. Pearl Clouds. I don't usually do tippers, but Pearl Clouds was brilliant. Like they're probably on par really with Cold War for UK triple IPAs. I don't think there's any brewery other than them two that can knock out nah. triples. Nah. Like they're consistently good, and the quality of them is good. Um, but yeah, like if you look at Overturn as well, like they do every style as well. I don't think they're scared to tackle anything, like from lagers to porters to big fat stouts to sours. They and the sours are like, I mean, we kind of discussed this offline, didn't we, about like the UK kind of sour game. Mm. Um, I didn't even think about Overturn, but Overturn sours are probably we've up there with probably some of the best and close to the American style of how thick they are. Very yeah. good. Uh, but yeah, Overtone would have been they were my second kind of word a strong year. My number one is I've gone Beak. Beak? Okay. Um, massive fan of Beak Brewery. You do love Beak, to be fair. We talk about Beak a lot. And I just think the product itself is just class. From the branding to the to what's it, in the can. It's the, it's the full package. It's the full package. And I think like I remember buying Beak Brewery about three years ago, and I think this is back when they were a gypsy brewery, and I bought a can or a bottle it was from Rainville Superstar in Leeds. And it was 
it was the artwork that attracted me to it. Like the, the bold, you know, the white with the primary colours and the thick black lines. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Right. They are only primary colours, aren't they? Yeah. I've never I, noticed that. Yeah. And I, I bought I bought this and it was not right. And I think it's probably on my Instagram somewhere back in the how long being posted. Mm. And then to go, when they went to Cannes, I had a couple of the beers and I was like, all right, yeah, this is good. And I consistently, I haven't had a bad beer from them. I think every beer they release, you know you what you're getting. They're, from an, there. they're another brewery that are good across multiple styles. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think they've, like, they, they fought, like the Russian Imperial Stout. Opla. Opla, solid beer. They're, mm. um, the dippers are good, but I think like where this, this strong point is their low ABV, like their pails and their little IPAs are just full of flavour, really good body, they look good in the glass. I just yeah, I think I think Beak will have another like someone out there next year who will be up with the best. And I think that like, they're pushing the I my favourite. Like no, oh, go no. on. No, I just think that they're they're pushing into see. I think we've had a weird year this year. And I mean it's quite this conversation is quite we kind of don't are doing like draft pick kind of style, so it kind of just kind of evolves, but like I think we had a weird year with the beer scene where a few breweries kind of did fall off. And we've had Rivington, Overton, Beak have kind of stood up to the plate and gone, yeah. hello, where are you now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I think Cloudwater are still flying the flag. I think they're still the best for me. I think there's Cloudwater and Verdant. Verdant, you know, and... Um, but then you've got these new breweries that are just kind of running in and being like, we are, we are like... You know, they don't want to be in second place. They want to be the best. And it's good. I think it's a big thing for the UK scene now. I mean, you can tell, like, a big a big thing with the way we can tell how good our beer is, is the amount of US beer that comes in and doesn't get sold. Yeah, it says on shelves. These tech, this a year ago, two years ago, these websites that are bringing US beer would have been snapped up within seconds. And now, I generally think that people... I'm not bothered as much because the quality of the UK beer is that good. Well, yeah, it's, it's two things, isn't it? The quality of what we have here is definitely improving all the time. But also, as things become more available, they lose a bit of their allure, don't they? We've, we've spoken about it before in terms of a lot of the appeal of these US beers being the chase. When there's no chase anymore, they're just expensive cans. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that. But then when you have the when you look at the beer inside the can, I mean, I have beers some days and I'm like, I've paid £10 for this. And is this better than something that I could get from, say, like Verdant or Dare or Cloudwater? I'm like, no, it's not. It's just, no. and would I buy it if the can was just silver and I didn't have any branding on it or anything? And I just yeah. kind of, sometimes you look at that and you kind of just go, but yeah, like, um, I think, yeah, just going back on that, but yeah, just going back to Beak, I just think they've, yeah, I think they've killed it this year. I think they've just been brilliant. Um, What's really interesting about Beak is you you know, when I'm looking at styles of beer, there are certain styles that I'll always drink and others that I'm less fond of. My favourite beer from Beak is Dest, their German pills. Yeah, solid. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. I'm not a lager fan. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a lager fan, but I love that. The weird thing is, well, I had the Czech pills from Overturn like two weeks ago, 
and that was killer. Like really, really good beer. Apparently, that's apparently that is the test of a brewery: how well they can brew a pilsner. So yeah. I I know nothing about brewing. Ninety nine percent sure you also know nothing about brewing. So yeah. we're, we're speaking I'm, about this from no expertise, but oh, from I'm what I've heard on the supervision, but I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, well, fair enough. And mix it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of mixing, all good. But from what I hear, pilsners are really hard to brew well. Or lagers in general. It's, it's really hard. There's nowhere to hide. It's quite process heavy, I think. So for them, for both of those breweries, to knock out pilsners that stand heads above other breweries, I think is phenomenal from them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the big one on the like I said, the big one on the Overton was really good. Um, well, Si, is there anyone else that would stand out on a solid year? Mills have had a great year. I've really loved everything I've had from Mills this year. They've they've had some releases that I know wouldn't be for me, so I've avoided them. But I'm giving them a solid year check in the box purely on the strength of picture pot. Have you had you the recent it? picture pot? I, I haven't. I've got it. I've got it, but I've not opened it. It's in there. It's unbelievable. In it's unbelievable. It's, it's the best UK brewed lambic, if that can even be a thing, around. <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. It really is. Picture pot is, br- is brilliant. brilliant. They change the hops every year, and this year they have nailed it. I think, like, I think it's the same thing with Mills right now. And it's going back on the US chase. Like, how good was it that when Mills was... I know it sounds really daft, but when you couldn't get Mills and then you got Mills and then it was like, and now you can just go and buy it. Well, I mean, it all sells out quickly. Yeah. You, you still have to be quick. It is good. I still don't think they're as good as Burning Sky. Well, that's, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think Burning Sky are phenomenal. But Burn Sky just don't get the rep. I think this is the same thing. It's the same concept. Burn Sky don't get the rep because you can just go in and buy their stuff. And I think people are, uh, can just go and buy it and they don't. Some, you know, they do have the hazy stuff. But yeah, Burning Sky for that style of beer. There's anyone better in the UK for me. Just... Burning Sky have had an interesting year, though. Yeah, I mean, I... Just, we, can, we could talk about the flop, the the on the Pesh flop for me. Yeah. I'd... That was really disappointing. That was disappointing. I mean, on the first release was incredible. And then drinking one of the first releases before the second release came out, and it still tasted good. And then I went in and bought six bottles, and I'm like... And, uh, yeah, it's a, are you going to do that typical craft beer twat thing of saying B1 was better? It wasn't a typical thing. It was the truth. Batch 1 was better. It still was better. <laughs> It was so much better. But um, oh man, you should be a beer influencer saying things like that. I don't know, damn. <laughs> Which takes us on to the next thing we were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs a comeback? <laughs> so I think Burning Sky need a renaissance. I really do. Mm. So the saison de pêche. You're right. It it wasn't a bad beer by any measure, but it wasn't as good as a. I remembered the first batch being, and b as good as I expected, given how good their other stuff is. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, the peach just wasn't deep enough. Like, the, to have... I had the first bottle really old, and it's still, like, full-on, like, the peach just, just yeah, tastes like peaches. Where, whereas the second one, it was like, is there any peaches in here? Yeah. 
and I, um, I don't know what to do because I think like will it will it like evolve over time? But yeah, that's the but yeah, burning sky with you think what are you thinking what are you were saying then like you think they need a they need a big release again. Yeah. So I've had quite a few of their beers from this year. The one really stood out, which was that Green Gauge saison. The rest of the ones I've had from them this year have been quite not forgettable, but yeah, they don't really stand out for me. Yeah, we had the the elder. Was it the elder elder monolith that they brought out? Elderberry monolith. Yeah, and it was like thick chocolate sauce. Yeah, like red wine. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. The Green Gauge one was incredible. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, just... Like, the, the, they make some stalwarts, right? Their, their Cool Ship series is good every year. Their Cubate series, Rustique, always good. I think, to be honest, my main complaint is with their recent fruited ones. Not being fruity enough. Yeah, they, they seem to have dialed down the fruit character a bit. And I get it, because their like their underlying beer quality is excellent. Whatever culture they use, I really like. But yeah, they need they need a big fruity release, I think, to really put them back in that top flight. Yeah, you I mean like it would be good to see them do one of the like old school versions where their first release, like the Elderberry. Was it Elderberry? Which one it was that they did? Like the one of the first ones they did. Oh, the Blackberry. Sorry, there was a Blackberry monolith, which would be good to bring out. I want them to do something like that, uh, that Grand Reserve again, or the Beard of Cerise. Yeah, the Grand Reserve was incredible. Like, like that was last year, that was 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, and they had a stonking year then. Yeah, that was really good. And Apricot Rustique. Oh, what a beer that was. Absolutely. Wow. I'm actually, I've still got a couple of bottles of that, so I've got, I've got one, <laughs> one left. That was an absolute, yeah, absolute killer beer. Really good. The the other brewery I think needs a bit of a comeback next year is North. I agree. Like, let's let's be honest. Like, I'm obviously a Leeds boy, and um, at one point for me, North were the best in England, and I think that they were producing the best yellow, the you know, the best. Stouts, the best, obviously, the Sours with the TFG game. And um, I don't know, I think they've fallen completely off this year. Yeah. I don't know why. All right. I have no idea. I'm a big fan of North. But there's been nothing this year that's kind of gone wow. And, I mean, previous years, they obviously they had the triple opt tipper, which destroyed Instagram, like broke yeah, Instagram. And, un- and untapped. Still yeah. to this day, it's the UK's highest rated tip, I think. Yeah, it was I'm, I'm going to double check that, folks. So <laughs> don't, don't worry about fact checking me. I'll look it up in the background. I mean, like the collab with Other Half, they did the collab with Parrot. Parrot, yeah, that was ace. The NZ Dipper was that? yeah, solid beers. And I think, like, I, 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 even like the TFG series doesn't seem to excite people anymore. I have no idea what seems to happen there at all. North definitely needs to do something and like for a reboot. I mean, People have come back if they did listen to this and just be like, yeah. But I don't know. People don't seem to. I mean, for me as well, like, and it must be for you. Like, when you go on Instagram, you don't really see North beers anymore. No. And it's a shame because their artwork is so good. Refold um, does such a good job of branding those cans up. 
I wish I we saw that, more pictures of them. I think the last I haven't had enough beer for a while. I think the last one I had was probably the Springwell Pills. But wow, it's a bit of a weird thing, especially like with here. I did like where I am. Not enough beers are so accessible, but yet I don't know. You just don't seem to get them as much because there's nothing out there that you kind of go, wow. Even the that. re-release of Big House Waltz didn't get big hype. No, which really surprised me because every everyone loved the original. I didn't get to try it. I missed it. You but, think, is that because though, like, is that because now we're in the game, in this market where there's so many breweries and it's like Pokemon where because you've already had it, do you want to spend six, seven pounds and have it again? Well, the, question for you. Did you rebuy Swifts and Swallows when it came out? Or Swifts or Swallows? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's. Because, I think that's different. And for me, is I think that's quite nostalgic. I love that beer when it came out. Like, but that was like four years ago. So I was like, as as they as they got it better, it's the same. It has been good. Enjoyed it, but I, I don't know. And I think like now where people are going out after COVID, people are a bit more cautious maybe what they spend on stuff. And if they've had it before, but they rather have the new thing. It's a it's a it's a big topic for conversation, is that? Yeah. I wonder, have North made some changes in their team? No. Have North. they made any changes? Because I've seen a few team. pictures of Big House Waltz and it doesn't look like it did last year. No, the only change is the massive brewery. Okay. They've moved to, which seems to be supermarket focused, but yeah, that's, another conversa- that's another conversation yeah. for another day of that. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like, if there's anyone else this year that you could, I, I, it's there, there weird, is there it? is one more. Yeah, Wylam. I was just about to say Wylam. They they, they were so anymore? good last year. The last beer that they did that I think that I had, which was Blumio, was the Dank one that everyone loved. Was that last yeah. year as well? Uh, I think it was the skunk with the skunk on the uh-huh. front. Oh, that was like the year before. Was that the year before? Yeah, I had some great cool. beers from them. So last year they did things like that collab with Finback, paying the price for my smooth ride. Yeah, that was really good. The they did that crazy Sabro Tipper. They had a great year. And then this year they just seemed to have been really quiet. Just not released anything. Well, I'm sure they're still releasing stuff, but none of it's catching fire. And I, I wonder last... if it's... Big... Sorry, go on. No, the last Wyland beer I think I had was the... Gold, uh, what was it? The gold beer. Oh uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're on about. Yeah, that the best bitter. Ah, uh, the best bitter. I actually did have Jake on cask though when I was in Newcastle a few months ago because that is it. That's a banger, and I had better the bar hopsy, which was killer. Yeah, was really good beer. Um, I don't know. I just think it as well though. Like again, like I said, I think because the market is so big now that a lot of it is done by what you see on Instagram. Yeah. And if you don't see these beers, I mean, people are probably posting North beers, but the algorithm's just kind of pushing yeah. us away from it. Yeah, and out, out of sight, out of mind. That's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. I don't think that Wylam needs to do all different. I think like I had a lot all their beers up city, and they were all really good. And then I kind of go, mm, don't need to go and buy them for a while now because I've had a while on. So, nah, I don't, I don't, 
I think I think you know what I want. I want them I think... to do something like revive either the NLM series or LMN, oh, yeah, or something like that WXY. Do you remember that yeah, series? Yeah, they do. That's with the Yeasty Boys. Yeah. What? Yeah. What happened to L and M? I think. Guess, I guess the L and M series though just did. The, they've, they've completed it, so they finished yeah. it. Yeah. So restart it. Just restart it. Back to the beginning. North. Who was it? North Wyland. So, mm, it was Newcastle, Leeds, and Manchester, wasn't it? So NLM. Was it first? It was the London Brewery. No, it was Leeds. Yeah, obviously, yeah. So it was Newcastle. Manchester and Leeds. That was what NLM stood for. Sorry, apologies for that. Yeah, so it was North (laughs) Wylam and... Is it Northern Monk? No, Manchester, isn't it? I'm going to have to look this up now. It was track. Track, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was track, of course. How could we forget track? another Another great shout for solid year, by the way. Yeah, and I mean... That kind of moves on to like this next bit of what we're looking forward to. And I think yeah. like... But, but before we move on, who do you think needs to come back? Because I kind of skipped I, over you a little bit. I think if North, I agreed with you. Yeah. I don't have anyone else. I just think North. I just think they need to... I think like the Leeds, Leeds game, like, I don't think anyone's really flying the, flying the flag at the moment. Like, Northern Monk, don't... Still, like, the beers in-house are good, but I think they just... Too gimmicky, <clears throat> too gimmicky at the moment. And uh, I mean, Ron Sylvia's can fuck off, cat. Let's be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I mean, I love. Um, yeah, they just need to like up up, but yeah, but yeah, like I think like going on to what we were just going to say, then like what we're looking forward to upcoming. And I think we're both going to agree on this. Like, obviously, we just mentioned track. I think we might have mentioned some of the previous episodes, but the track stouts oh. that's coming out. Th- this, yeah, this episode will age poorly because I'm sure by the time it comes out, everyone will have battled at the checkout to get those track barrel age bottle releases. But I have not been this excited for a UK release since Putty in January. Yeah, and I am actively one. avoiding buying US stouts to save money to buy these track ones. I can't wait for them. I think they're going to be incredible. But then you've got Cloudwater posting their release for the 1st of December, and I'm like, I, what, I'm it. what is I'm happening? I'm about to say this as well. Like, all the, all the money's going to Manchester in the next few yeah. weeks because yeah, yeah. the Stout game that Cloudwater are also doing, that Apple-branded barrel-aged, yes, please. Manchester is going to become the economic powerhouse of the UK. Between December and January of this year, just on Stout. Oh, I am. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm. I'm interested in what Cloudwater do. Will they release the whole lot? Or if they just do a Stout pack, I think that'd be quite naughty to go in and take that. Um, and it looks like they're all coming out in three seven fives as well, by the sound of it, which is a little bit easier. Yeah, it's a it's a better mode of consumption for me for sure. Like I would. On any given day, even if I'm at a share, rather do two three seven fives than one seven fifty. Yeah, I think like the thing as well though, the idea of people buying the whole set, it's manageable to drink it on your own over Christmas as well. Then you'd have one bottle a day for twelve days. Maybe not responsible, but manageable. Yeah, maybe not responsible. Like, but yeah, 
we, we all know we're going to overconsume over Christmas. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. But then when people when the cloud water brought up the seven fifties, it just sounded a bit daft because you're not gonna I mean some people will, like I just said in the last episode that I did do a seven fifty, but uh, it's not it's not clever, it's not it's not big. Um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what, what they come out with. I mean, like how good they are. They've they've obviously published on the social medias of what um what they're gonna release. Yeah. I had a chat to Adam yesterday from Cloudwater, who, by the way, is going to be featuring on an episode very soon. We're going to have him in for a draft picks episode. Yeah. And he's excited about these, and that makes me really excited about them. So, in effect, I'm probably going to put myself into some financial difficulty over the next couple of weeks. And just and stories difficulty for the amount of bottles that are going to be yeah. coming in. Oh, no, we bought a second fridge, so a, yeah. a third. So we we have three fridges at our house now, and we bought an American fridge freezer. Which, when I bought it, according to my other half, was categorically not a beer fridge, and it's now full of beer. So that's just become yeah. the bottle fridge. So luckily, I've got a little bit of space in there, especially if they're three seven five, so they can stand up on shelves. We're good. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, the track ones are the ones that I think they're going to be the absolute onslaught of the year. I think that yeah, it's going to be all absolute good uh-huh. and just carnage. Yeah, just pass this finger first. Get yeah. them. Thing is, I want all three, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, like yeah, it's been good. But yeah, track. If you're I, listening to this and you can prioritize IP addresses, I'll send you mine. <laughs> <laughs> So let's look at 2022. Yeah. I feel like there's a few things. Like, what is there anything you're really looking forward to in the beer? Like breweries, festivals, anything you're looking forward to in 2022? Yeah, there are. One, and this is going to be controversial because I've seen a bit of a stir about this on the old Instagrams, Aspects. So the previous, I think it was the head brewer of Neon Raptor. Yeah. Splintered off, done his own thing. Asvex, they sent out a lot of samples. By the way, their their message to us, and I'm sure they this for a lot of people, it was really nice. You know, a great way to approach beer bloggers in that when they offered to send beers, they weren't asking for anything in return other than feedback. So there was no, we send you beers, guarantee you post it, none of that. It was, we want some honest feedback on our beer. This is our first release, so we want to figure out what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, how can we improve and be better? And I think that is the best way to ingratiate yourself with this community, honestly. 100%. I feel like we kind of discussed this straight away, didn't we, on like one of our like group chats, and I was just kind of like, that's so refreshing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've had a lot of, of breweries over time who have messaged me and then have gone, why haven't you posted it yet? Why, where, when are you planning on posting this? And it's kind of like... I don't like that pressure. No. I've had breweries say, can you post this on this day at this time? Yeah, and had people actually write my post as well. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that either. Yeah. And and then you you get this from Asbex, and they've kind of come out and said, we don't expect you to post the beers. We don't, you know, we don't want to post them on Instagram. You don't have to do anything you want. We just want feedback. And it was kind of like the way they came across was just genuinely... Like nice and it was genuine. It was absolutely genuine. And then we'll talk about what followed it up. Uh, Obviously, 
Instagram's been flooded with this beer. Very clever. Um, I had all three last Friday. Um, I thought they were good. I mean, we we could we saw the value of the package on the website when you registered, mm. um, and I thought like the if it, if I paid that amount for those three cans, I'd have been more than impressed yeah. and happy and satisfied. Um, I think a lot of people. I think the IPA stood out for a lot of people. For me, the double IPA. Um, I just thought it was brilliant, like really, really good. I, I got a little bit of hate on Instagram, for like <laughs> no one kind of, no one kind of said it to, to me, but I saw on stories because I said it had Trillium vibes. I wasn't liking the beer to Trillium. I wasn't saying it's a Trillium beer. I would just say there's no head to it, and it's like custard. That was it. Um, I thought it was really good. I think I, sometimes that kind of green thing is not people's thing. I thought it was just really good and. The IPA was solid and the sour was good. And I've, it's going to be interesting to see what they bring out in the next next year or so. So I've only had the IPA. And actually, I didn't, I didn't drink any of their beer before I did this. But the other day they released like an early adopters gift card. So you could buy effectively like an Asvex e-voucher and you got double the amount you paid for. Yeah. So on your reviews, I bought 25 quid's worth, so 50 quid's worth of Asvex vouchers. Then I thought, oh, have I made a mistake here? And then that evening, I cracked the IPA. Just the, It's like six point something percent. Yeah. I just thought, that's the best decision I made this year, yeah. buying that gift card, because this is stunning stuff. Yeah, and I mean, like, that the IPA was just, like, really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, really really good like what you want from an ipa like punchy hoppy bitter just yeah really the thing is everyone not everyone that's an exaggeration a lot of people are saying their branding is similar to alpha delta okay i understand are you going to put a patent on triangles i don't know like i i get it it's similar but there are only so many things you can invent and for me, branding aside, if you look at the attitude of the brewery towards the community and the way they've reached out to all of us, you know, Ryan, they sent us both personalized messages talking about the show and what they liked yeah, about yeah. What, what we're doing here. They're putting in the effort, they're displaying the right behaviors, and the liquid in the cans is top notch. So I am really excited to see what they do next. And I think they're actually going to be on an episode, aren't they? Yeah, we've been talking about something. We'll see. Um, hopefully, we're gonna. We, well, they, like Adam, I think I think he's Adam. He's behind this, the original Centaur yeah. Army from Neon Raptor. Yeah. So we are looking for a big stout release. Um, and we'll see. We'll we'll just see. Yeah, I mean, like we are looking at getting more breweries involved in these. In the, well, we, and going back to the original formats and getting Neil back involved. Yeah. We'll see what we can do the, there. The master of ceremonies. I think they're kind of enjoying us just flying the flag at the moment, but uh, I think Neil's game for it. He wants to come back into it, but we'll I see. I think Neil um, wants to do a track stout episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's like they're a big shout out to see what they can do next year. Um, I feel like next year, like I think festivals are a big one for me. I would like Hopsey going. I think hopefully going back to its Easter slot. Yeah. Is going to be a good one. See if it goes I mean, back to its Easter slot, I'll come. I don't. Uh, yeah, if, I think like they do it an Easter. Like, I'll go. I think it will come back to its Easter slot. Um, 
I don't think friends and family sounds like it's happening next year, which is disappointing. No, that is the benchmark for festivals. It's well, so good. Yeah, it's a shame. But we'll see what happens with that one. Um, breweries, though, I think, like, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it, to see, like, what... You know, I think it's the kind of who we spoke about earlier, just to see, like, what they can evolve next year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we've got we've got people like Rivington that are fairly new to the wider community. I don't think they're actually that new as a brewery. I think I've been around for a while. Yeah, they're, they're quite, I think they've been around a long time, but they're quite new to the community with the kind of canning scene. One brewery that I'm looking forward to, though, is one that Rivington collab with, which is Chain Gang. Uh, Chain House. Chain House, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chain House. Apologies. Yeah, Chain House. Yeah. I think they're going to be on the, standing there on their own two feet in 2022, and I'm quite interested to see what they can bring out. Yeah. So I've a, never had a pure chain house beer, but I've had a few of the collabs. Yeah, and but no, I've heard nothing bad about them. Again, crushable yeah. pails. Exactly what you want, isn't it? Like that's this is it, and I feel like they're going to be a big name next year. Like, um, I'd like to see Beak do some barrel agent stuff as well. I think that's going to be, a, you know, go down that thing. I think they've yeah. just they've just brought up one of their first bottles, haven't they? Um, I kind of oh, like. Yeah, so they have, yeah. I like a barrel aged series where they do barrel aged dupla. Yeah, but red, yellow, and blue wax with different barrel ages. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I think that'd be a cool thing. That's a branding dream, like. that is. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like, I think that with a scene where it is at the moment, it's the strongest it's been. And this is what I was saying earlier. I think, like, now we get to the point where the UK beer is as good, if not better, in some breweries in the US. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, I, I genuinely think that, like, next year, I think we're going to be pushing even more boundaries with what we do, and it's, yeah, it's exciting. Definitely exciting what we can be doing. One thing that I'm really excited for, and this isn't a new brewery, it's not a festival that's upcoming, it's nothing novel, but I'm excited to drink more Boxcar. So I recently, in air quotes, discovered Boxcar. Yeah. And immediately felt like a twat for not having drunk way more of it. Yeah, boxcar are good. Unbelievable stuff. Their beer's really good. I mean, look, we do get it up here, but yeah, again, because the, the there's so much now going on, yeah. it's so difficult to just kind of go and take that next kind of I think sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Like, well, if you're gonna spend the X amount of money, like what are you gonna pick? And but I've, I've, every time I've had boxcar, you like like beak. Never been disappointed. Yeah. They've got a lovely little tap room as well, and I think it's down in Bethel Bethel Green, down in London. Bethel Green or something, yeah. Yeah, I went to it, and it was it's a cool environment, like really nice place. Um, yeah, like I said, they do really good beers, but yeah, good shout with boxcar. Well, I've recently had, I think the one that that turned the um that flipped the switch for me was Dreamlets, which was a dipper. Feel like it had some New Zealand or some Southern Hemisphere hops in it, but I got it from Lauter in Falmouth, and I looked at it and the, like their branding is fantastic. The way they put the visuals on their cans, you know, that kind of psychedelic lighting with geometric shapes, it, it's great. It really stands out, and the fact that they're usually matte black in the background makes it really pop. But I just asked the bloke in Lauter what he thought of it, and he said. You know, if we could get that on draft, we'd have it every day. So, okay, well, I'll get that then. 
And on the way out, I noticed that on drafting there, they had Stormbird as well, which was another boxcar beer. It was like six something percent. Had a third of that on the way out, and that was stunning too. And I cracked this can of Dreamlets, drunk it, and immediately went back down there and bought another one. It's so good. And I'm just, I'm really disappointed that I haven't had more of it over the years. Because from what I've heard from people since drinking some of it, this is just the standard of stuff that they make. So the amount of stuff we must have missed out on. Yeah, it's, I've had quite a few of them just from like um, when I've been in Leeds, or they're quite popular in Leeds in the fridges. Mm. Um, and it's one of those kind of go to if you just want like a single hot bev, like they're, they're a really good one just to go to. Yeah. The they Dark Mild good. is apparently very good as well. I've not had it the yet. The Club with Mills? No, the Dark Mild. The Club with Mills was the best bitter, I think. The best bitter, yeah, it was, yeah. I think they're the only brewery as well to do a canned collab with Mills. Yeah. The most random, like, kind of... I think they got on when Mills was the hype train and was like, people just bought except Mills on the can, but yeah, quite clever. It's not really a combination of words you'd think of, is it? Uh, Mills collab in can, best bitter. No, no, no. no. But, yeah. Is there, is there anything else that you're really excited for? Not or anyone else? Any other breweries that you want to give a shout-out to? I'm just trying to think really quickly like, with any, well, anyone else that we've had like recently who like kind of just done the wow factor. I don't know. About yourself, is there anything that stands it, out for you? There's or? one, and it's difficult because I don't know how much of it makes it out of Cornwall, but Black Flag. All right. They make some right. stunning pails. Like They really do. They're fantastic. And you, you can get them in and around Cornwall. I'm not sure how often it makes it online. But when it does, if it does, buy it because it's great stuff. Yeah, I've not had much from that. Apart from the like the collab recently with Verdon and there's some black flag at the Brewfest in Arundel. Yeah, we, we bought a stout to that. Yes. And so, but yeah, again, they're not a brewery that really make it up here. So they're not someone. The only, like, only one that, that's kind of standing out for me is like no place that I want to visit like next year is um, Black Iris. Like, I love that yeah. brewery. I don't think they get enough love. Um, some of the best artworks in the craft beer scene as well with the... Oh, They're the heavily stylized, aren't they? Yeah, goth kids, aren't they? Like me. Yeah, proper. <laughs> Full on. Dave's got a new beer coming out, um, which was just announced, which is a Black IPA as well, which I'm looking forward to called it's drink beer hail Satan, which Excellent. is a which is a black ipa 6.66 percent of course it is why yeah. why wouldn't it be they've got a brand new tap room i i, I really like their beers i think they they do some really solid double ipas and i look forward to seeing what they're doing i think they just get better every year and i think they kind of go under the radar um the cans are quite hard to get hold of like outside of kind of the nottingham mm. Derby, I don't see them up here at all. I don't know if you get to see them down there, but no, I don't see a lot of them. Not a no. huge amount. Yeah, I really like that brewery. I think they're like be quite good to see what they can do next year. Um, and then just going back on the comebacks, I've got a controversial one, and I think we kind of discussed this. And we kind of brought up our Dea. I, I was about fun. to say Dea. Where where are Dea? And that's quite a 
a bit of a weird thing. And I think like the last few day of beers I've had have been crap. Like, and I don't mean to be really bad. Like, I love the lagers and stuff, but I had a couple of beers and I'm just like, I don't remember them being like this. Like, they seem to have just completely fallen away. Yeah. And I don't know if people who are listening are going to agree with that, but... Like, I had one really good one recently, which was the Saturated Instrata. That That's a really good beer, I think. I mean, it's hard to say objectively, but... I, I think if you like dippers, you would be hard-pressed not to enjoy that. But across the board, I know what you mean. I just... Whether it's that they just don't get the amount of love and hype that they used to, or whether there's actually been a drop in quality, I'm not sure of. I have no idea. I mean, I've had a lot, a lot of like the last few like IPAs like under like seven percenters. They're just bland. They're not like they don't remind me of what they used to be like. They seem to have lost that, and I don't. Yeah, there's, there's not really a lot of uh, X factor on them these days, is there? There's not a lot of love for Dare at the moment as well, which is an odd one. Mm, I know what you mean. They would be the other one that I would have put a, a stamp on for Need to come back in 2022. What I really want to go to their tap room. I think that might rekindle my love for them. Yeah, that's that's the one on the list for next year. I mean, like Rivington Day and Black Iris's brand new place. So yeah. they all look like ones that are on the on the list for 2022. But it'd be quite good to hear like on the same kind of questions when we post this live, like what else people think, like you can post it on the Instagram post. Yeah, tell us what you're looking forward to. Yeah, looking forward to in 2022. Who do you think needs to come back? And I think it'd be quite good, like it'd be a big discussion to see what other people like kind of think about this. And obviously everyone has an opinion in this kind of beer scene and I think it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, I I think so. so. So leave us a comment. Let us know if you just look at the topics we've covered today, who you think's had a solid year, who you think needs to up their game a bit for 2022, and what you're really excited about in the beer scene, be it uh, a brewery, a series of beers, an event, anything like that, let us know in the comments. And also, give us some feedback. Tell us how we're doing, whether you like it or not. We do read it, believe it or not. <laughs> Every time. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else from you today, Ryan, or should we should we let the lovely people have their day back? I think we have the day back. I think we've done all right today. Yeah, fantastic. Right, folks. Well, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again soon. Cheers. <laughs>